Good evening, good afternoon, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 9. Um, tonight we're going to talk about the FA Cup semi-final, uh, Arsenal getting through to Wembley yet again. Um, we're going to talk about a preview of the Swansea game. Also going to discuss uh, TV coverage in the UK, in opposed to the rest of the, 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 the uh, world, and uh, the transfer window, and we'll even touch on VAR with the Liverpool-West Brom game. I'm Fergus, I'm from Arsenal Fans Forum, joined today by Mike, and we have a special guest. So good evening, Mike, how are you? Good evening to you. The uh, Just to correct the introduction there, uh, Caribou Cup uh, final, not FA Cup. We don't want the FA Cup, right? No, we don't want the FA Cup. We, yeah. We've won enough of them. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I had a recorded the right the first time round until you uh, your internet <laughs> dropped this time, so it's not my fault. Yeah, so uh, everything's well over here. Busy with work, uh, a little bit hectic, but looking forward to uh, today's match against Swansea. How about you? Yeah, we're going to try... We're going to try and um, my work's nuts, mate. Absolutely nuts. Um, we're going to try and cram in this. Uh, try and get a forty-five minutes to an hour because uh, it's currently ten past six. Uh, we all want to get to um, to our TVs to try and uh, our internet to try and uh, see at, um, the Arsenal uh, away at, at Swansea. And Dave Hurls at Swansea, isn't he? So hopefully he doesn't um, he doesn't Jonah like he did Cologne and a few other games. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't jinx the result. Hopefully we hopefully he'll witness his first away victory and we did have a, a score prediction on the semi-final of the Carabao Cup um, I predicted a draw and you predicted a 2-0 um, and you, you you had a special prediction in, in your prediction didn't you yeah so I predicted a goal in each half which we got but my final score wasn't what the outcome was but either way I'm I'm happy that we we made it to the next to the next round which is Wembley and um Predictions for tonight's game? Uh, I'm going to go with 2-0 for the Arsenal. And I'll do 3-0 for the Arsenal. Um, obviously, the Carabao Cup game doesn't count in our league. So, still, I'm on seven points. You're on five points. I'm still winning. That's all that matters. No, all I need is that one one match. Maybe today is the day that I get the result right and I pass you. You need, you need a... Well, we've both predicted a win, so there's no difference in points on there. I can't predict us to lose, and I don't want us ever to lose. Uh, so it needs to be a correct score prediction. That's correct. That's, 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 that's how, you, how you're going to go. I'm feeling ahead. it. Today's going to be the day. Uh, yeah. And will Mkhitaryan start? Uh, I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, I'd, I would be too. I would be too. And I'm, uh, we have a guest today. We have a guest. We have um, Manny, controversial Manny, as we discussed and mentioned him before. <laughs> uh, Manny is um, one of our very active members on Arsenal Fans Forum. Um, he uh, doesn't like me to discuss this, but he does have uh, a yearning or, or a very close relationship with uh, Wayne Brown in Australia. They're, they're, they're worryingly close friends. He's met his father and... It, it, Manny, introduce yourself. You can explain yourself. I swear to God, you are. <laughs> anyway, good evening, fellas. How's it going? Yeah, we're all good. You, uh, you just had to do that, didn't you? You just can't help yourself. You just can't help yourself. It's true. No, it's not. I was, 
I was there for the meeting. I don't care, okay? Like, you could have been there for the meeting, but that doesn't matter. Man annoys me. But, you know, it was 21st century. You kissed your future father-in-law on the cheek. Or he kissed you on the cheek, you know? You know what? I'm going to see you on Saturday. I'm going to see you on Saturday. <laughs> Are you at the game? I'm not at the game, no, but I'm going to be in the vicinity. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> be, be afraid. Be very afraid. I'm oh, coming to see you, man. You keep playing these jokes. I have to see you now. <laughs> You'll be there just So you good then, mate? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, busy. Busy. Um, surrounded by armed forces yesterday, but it was a false alarm. But other than that, I'm all good. What's that about? Uh, listen, so I was leaving work to go to an event. And um, I'm seeing police, I'm seeing like special forces and army, and I'm thinking something's going on, you know, and I get surrounded. I'm thinking, look, I've got nowhere to go here. Right? And I'm panicking because I'm genuinely thinking something's going on. But it turns out it was just a film set, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome oh, to listen, London. it's not something you want to see at eight, nine o'clock in the morning, you know, police all over the place and you having nowhere to go. But there you go. Wow. Yeah, you, you're you're down near Good Street sort of way, aren't you? That Euston, Russell Square, Russell Square. Yeah, Euston. Yes, we have sir. a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I I must admit, um, slightly off topic. I was down there uh, just um, after seven seven. I was at UCH Hospital. My my dad was 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 in there at the time, um, and uh, when. Uh, John Charles uh, de Menes. Um, he, uh, it was the day of that event and it was just surreal, absolutely surreal. Um, but yeah, no, it, it can be a bit frightening when you're in London when things kick off like that. It's frightening in any city, but just big cities. But listen, we're not here to talk about uh, world politics. We're here to talk about far more important things. We're here to talk about football. Now, Manny, we haven't heard from you. Well, we've heard from you plenty of times uh, in type and text. Why don't you give yourself a little bit of an introduction about how you got into Arsenal um, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll sit back and have a listen to you. Yeah, so it's not a... An elaborate story, you know, like most people. Um, I wasn't really into football when I was younger. Um, but my first exposure of football was Serie A. You know, my older brother and my dad used to watch that on a regular basis back in Paris. But um, when I came to the UK, I was about six. So I came in 96, about a month before Wenger became manager. Um, so when he did become manager, you know, it was all over the news and newspapers and things like that. So I'm looking at a newspaper and I'm seeing Arsenal and Arson in the same sort of sentence. And that intrigued me, you know, first and foremost. And to top it off, he was French and I'm French. And there's that weird connection there as well. And then the fact that I loved red, you know, and Arsenal playing red. I was like, OK, well, this is the one I'm going to go for, you know. But obviously, it wasn't, it wasn't until I got older that I really learned what Arsenal was all about. So, are you saying you brought Wenger to Arsenal? That is not what the hell I'm saying, okay? It sounds like that to me. It's a French bloke. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not, I can assure you. We probably won't have time to it's go like into a, that today, but yeah, definitely like a not. Heaven. I was I was gonna ask with I was gonna ask if you were a Wenger in or Wenger out, but I've seen your posts on the Arsenal fans forum, and uh, I think I think I know the answer to that. Oh, yeah, I think he invented Wenger out, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I'm in a decent mood today. You know, what I mean? I'm in a decent mood, so yeah, let's not bring it down, fellas. Let's not do that. We got we got a laugh out of him, so we're we're doing good. Yeah, we got we, we got 40, 45 minutes more to do. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to stop, they get some tears. So here's what happened. Cussing might. 
I'm just wanting to know. Okay. So listen, <laughs> we um we're back at Wembley. We are. Did um we're I know Fergus didn't end up making it to the match. He he said it was too cold and you know Hey, he, hey, hey, air, hey, hey, it wasn't the cold it wasn't. air was gonna get in under his skirt, so he stayed home <laughs> to watch the on, match. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't go to the game because it was too cold. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> Mike, every, every, some controversy. Mike, Mike, fuck off. You didn't go to the <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I, I, okay, I will give you an explanation. I had a ticket for the game, my normal seat, um, which I purchased because it's not included in your season ticket. Um, I had to go to my office, which is about, well, it's only an hour away. Uh, I don't have to go there often. I work from home or on the road, but I had to go to the office on um on, on the day of the of the game, uh, and because of London traffic, which Mike can vouch for me on, and the M25, it, it's an hour and a half with moderate traffic, but normally three hours. I was in the office for a few hours, came back. It was pissing down with rain. Uh, I've been full on work wise, and I got home here at about five five thirty. Had nothing to eat. Going to get change out of like trousers and shirt and stuff and to get changes to my football stuff I was just tired my wife was going out and I said look I'm taking the big TV um, and I, I sat there and I forgot it I, to be honest I, if, if it wasn't a cup game uh, I was gutted because, that I didn't make it because the atmosphere sounded fantastic and everything else but because it could go extra time penalties I had a big thing to sort out the next day with work and so on so it just didn't figure out but yeah my bad my bad <laughs> well excuse you forgiven so aside from me not attending maybe me not attending affected the players was a good thing uh, no no i think it affected the player at the start they were looking over in the north bank and block five and they're gone where's fog where's fog He's not here today. He's normally he's always here. He's always here. So what did you what did you make of the start of it? So for me, uh, very nervy start. Uh, we gave the ball away so many goddamn times in those first five to seven minutes. Uh, I mean, Chelsea was all over us. We were pinned back in our defensive third. We'd kick it up, uh, give it right back. They'd come right back at us, kick it up, give it right back, come right back at us. It was incredibly frustrating to watch in those those opening. It felt like an eternity, but I think it was about the first five to five to seven minutes. Even Pedro got a header on there, and fortunately he was offsides. But it just went to show how poor we were to start that match. What did you guys think? Awful, awful. I was going crazy. I was going absolutely mental. Um, just before Hazard scored, um, I remember I was on the forum. I was like, "Listen, this should be a wake up call. We've started." terribly but hopefully that this our goal was a wake-up call and lo and behold what the hell did they go and do concede it was awful that first half drove me crazy Colchelny was just all over the place well the defense it, it, it overall was just being dragged all over the place don't you think damn right I mean the defense was all over the place but the thing is that's just Arsenal for you in the last 10 or so years we don't seem to know how to defend so it's not a surprise to me just to add to that, I thought that one observation that I've made and I've I've shared my frustrations with uh, Fergus before about it is it seems that Koscielny and Mustafi aren't 
always on the same page. Uh, I feel like when when Murder Soccer and Kosciani play, for example, earlier on, not recently, but maybe you know two years ago, Murder Soccer was the guy that would hang back, and Kosciani was able to go and pressure the ball. Uh, so knowing that you have that coverage behind you, and on that first goal or the only goal that they scored, if you notice, as soon as Pedro gets that ball. Uh, Hazard was really the only player that was running at our defense, and we had three center backs right there. Uh, Cassiani kind of stood off and, you know, kind of tracked the runner, uh, the Pedro pass, not knowing if he was going to carry it or make the pass. And Mustafi, again, got sucked out um, and got caught out of position. And then at that point, it's tough for, for Cassiani, right? He's got to figure out who he's going to commit to. And it was too late at that point. There was too big of a gap. But I've noticed it in previous games is Mustafi gets sucked out a lot. And I think it was last week's match. I can't remember if it was against Chelsea or if it was uh, one of the league matches. But we were up and he was at midfield pressuring the ball and just a huge gap in our defense. And it seems you would think that the amount of times that they've played together, they would have been able to sort it out. But it, it seems that they're uncertain of you know who's going to pressure the ball who's going to lay off and that's what's causing all sorts of gaps in our back line I think I think I think we touched on this before as well that Mustafi can give you a 10 out of 10 game and then he can give you a uh, like a, a 1 out of 10 game I, I thought the start of that Ten, five, ten minutes. It was definitely a, a one out of ten. Uh, him and uh, I think you're probably right with the the chemistry between Colchelny um, and uh, Mustafi um, isn't the same as Per Matisaka. But I think Colchelny um, is unfortunately on his way out. I think Mustafi uh, needs probably better defenders beside him and defenders who are going to act and listen to. Um, to his instruction because he keeps on barking out instructions to to other players. Uh, Manny, what do you reckon? It's a very interesting point, actually. Um, I would have thought them two playing together for, you know, the length amount of time that they have, they would have had some level of understanding. But I definitely agree with Mustafa getting sucked out of position. I mean, it happened a good few times um, in that game, if I recall the, the Willian chance where he just left him alone, you know, to take that chance and then Monreal to deal with all that, but it happens way too often. I don't know whether they communicate. I'm not sure what the hell their relationship is, but yeah, it, it's all over the place. It really is. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's if it's a clash of similarities. I mean, you could have an argument that they're very similar defenders, I would think. I mean, they have decent pace. They're not the fastest, but they're also not the slowest. Um, They're physical players, and they both like to kind of jump into a challenge. So maybe the fact that they're very similar in a sense is what's causing that kind of uh, uncertainty between the two of them. I think think it's probably more an issue that Kolchelny is quite a quiet spoken defender you don't see him I have not seen him uh, ever be like that 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 sort of defender that talks to his back form we we, we said that before because Per is quite quiet as well okay he, he's commanding and he knows that he understands his his position similar to we people have uh, uh, said he's similar to like Tony Adams who's a natural defender and so on uh, but I I, I, th- I think Colchelny not speaking maybe he just concentrates on his game more than anything else and doesn't listen to anybody else he I know my job and I do my thing uh don't know Manny what you reckon I mean if you're going to play in the fence you need to be vocal you have got to be vocal I mean you've got to speak to your partner you've got to speak to the midfield so I mean we've all known that Kasholi maybe is not the best talker 
but you're in the wrong position if you're not going to talk. It's simple as that. Yeah, and I think the fact that he's the the fact that he's the captain makes it even more frustrating. Um, going back and looking at some of the captains that we've had along the years, we've had vocal guys, we've had guys that you know grab you by the scruff of the neck when you you know really fucked up, and they would let you know. And it wasn't a matter of doing it in you know behind closed doors. They would do it on the pitch. You know, guys like Tony Adams, guys like Patrick Vieira, Henri was even a vocal guy. So to see someone like Cassiani who you know, is a good footballer, but maybe he's not that leader that we've needed. And we've had discussions about this before and, you know, took us down the road of, you know, Jack Wilshire. He's a vocal guy. He's Arsenal through and through. Um, Arsenal captain. Yeah. yeah, I think that should be part of his contract if it isn't already. But, uh, yeah, I think that that lack of uh, understanding or, or chemistry between the two of them hurts us at times. It works against other opponents and in that situation it just didn't but speaking of defending i just wanted to touch on the goal that we scored monreal scored that header um they gave it to i think rudiga as an own goal and i think the initial header is actually on target but there wasn't much pace behind it so i think that's one of the reasons why they changed it to an own goal but there's always criticism that gets thrown at arsenal for the zonal marking and um the lack of picking up defenders if you watch that replay back there were three I believe three Arsenal players in that box attacking the ball, and there were about eight Chelsea players in the box. Monreal headed that ball completely by himself. Can I didn't see any criticism for that. I, I, I'll tell you what, uh, sorry to interrupt, but um, I watched the aftermatch coverage, and they were talking about the, the way that Arsenal seemed to have changed uh, the way they attack set plays and before we used to flood the box and allow zonal marking and various bits and pieces but they said that there was always three but no more than four players in the box on attack and Monreal and the the later goal again was a similar sort of fair with Shaka uh, were similar sort of things where they're coming in from the edge of the box and using a bit of power so I think that's a change of tactic I don't know who has uh, instructed that maybe Steve Bold has made some some you know some influence somewhere along the line but there definitely has been a change in tactic along the way I love the goal by Monreal um, I thought I, I was googling um, some uh, sort of image for pinball and I couldn't I just couldn't just couldn't get the good, uh, good enough uh, image to stick up I think we improved from then on in into uh, the latter part of the first half and more or less dominated the this the second half um any more that either one of you guys would want to talk about on the first half no nothing for me on the first half i'm not sure if manny was able to calm down from that tough start um and if he had anything that at least made him (laughs) smile after the goal (laughs) um after the goal nothing really i thought that we were losing the midfield battle i thought that kante and bakayoko were literally all over ozil like a rash he couldn't get anything going at all. Um, so after the goal, it was just more of the same. Chelsea coming out and then William comes off. And then all of a sudden there's a change of tactics from Chelsea. But we didn't do much, you know, in the first half. So, yeah, nothing more from me on that. The, the, the William the substitution was, was oh, huge. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, it, it made a huge impact on the game completely. So we're into the second half. What do uh, what what do we make of the second half? Uh, we started strong, I thought. Um, El Neni, uh, where earlier on I thought he was running around a little bit 
was hair flaying everywhere like something out of one of those uh, uh, Terminator films or something like that. Uh, and Shaka, I thought both of them improved immensely. El Nenny, um, I thought, had another game, not of his life, but definitely one up there, the top game for him. Um, I like the way that we switched from uh, a back three to a back uh, back four, flat back four, and we were quite fluid in dropping into on the attack. We'd go back to a three, um, and El Nenny used to drop back into the into the uh, into the into the center uh, the center of defense. Uh, Manny, you've got, got to say oh, something about yes, that. Oh yes, I do. Hold on to something. Okay, just hold on to something because I'm going to say something that might shock you. Um, I have Controversial, to- Manny. No, 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 no controversial. <laughs> well, whatever you can take out, you want to take it, but I have to give credit to the manager on this. What I do? So can you say that again? Say that again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I'm not repeating it. You heard me. I, I, I've got, I've got a beer in my hand. I've got an excuse. You've got coffee, Mike. What are, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Nothing. That pro Vanger What are you juice. drinking? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, on, I'm, I'm, one of his, I'm one of his biggest critics, but when he does something right, I can come off that pedestal and admit that he done something right. And in this case, he did. Switching to a back three and having El Nini drop a little bit deeper was a tactical masterstroke, right? And I don't say this a lot, okay? I mean, I think you realize that, listen, Chelsea do not have that focal point. So if you may, if you flood that area, they're going to have to go out wide. And when they go out wide, they're even going to have to come inside or cross the ball, which means we can deal with it. So I give him credit for that. And we improved dramatically in that second half. And I think we deserve to win the game. I don't care how the goal came. We deserve to win that game. Yeah, I think both goals are sloppy uh, or fortunate, I guess, depending on how you want to want to look at it. But I agree. I think the, the change that he made uh, really helped us out. In that second half, we looked a lot more in control. Uh, we looked like the team that was really going to get things done, um, more destined to maybe grab that second goal than maybe Chelsea. But in the back of my mind, I was still very cautious because uh, – it's just, it's the Arsenal way, right? You know, we attack, we attack, we attack, and then we get hit on the counterattack. And to see us score the way we scored both goals, especially that second one, seems to me like, you know, goals that we would concede. You know, ball bounces here, ball bounces there, and we give up a stupid goal, and now we're chasing the match again. So to see how we were able to kind of dig deep and, uh, you know, get it done, and then we still had to defend or I guess defend the lead for it was about half an hour, twenty minutes or something like that. Uh, was was impressive to see how we, how they did it. And, and and while defending that league, I don't think I think we looked like we were more likely to get the third goal um, over uh, say Chelsea. We we look we're going into the ascendancy into that game. You know, I I, I like there seems to be. I don't know, it's the underdog sort of feeling about the side at the minute. We 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 seem to be more united as a as a as a as a team and as a collective. Um you know, it, we we did it against Palace. Okay, Palace are a bit poor. Did it against Chelsea, um at Stamford Bridge, some of us on the right end, some of us on the wrong end, but we won't discuss that. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh, and and I, I just hope that that together with some um, 
you know, additions that we might talk about later. Uh, hopefully, it will give us the opportunity to, to push on. But listen, the most important thing is uh, we're the famous Arsenal and we we'll go to Wembley. Wembley! Wembley! We're the famous Arsenal and we we'll go to Wembley. Man, just, you get the I'm, I'm just going to say one thing. Please stop singing. Like, your singing voice is awful. Your singing voice is awful. <laughs> just, don't sing anymore. Okay, don't sing anymore. All right. Um, I, I got I got, I got to the Emirates, so nobody sings at the Emirates. Yeah, well, are you both going to Wembley? I wish. I wish. I, I, it goes, it goes on to uh, the ticket. Uh, cartel that we talked about before. Um, the allocation has gone to uh, away members, uh, away member uh, uh, scheme members, away away scheme members, um, and gold members, which are season ticket holders who've attended three or more games away from home over the last two years. Well, I've attended way more than three games in the last two years away from home, including Europe and up and down the country. Not not as many as many of the other guys, but I've um, I've been to to loads of games. But unfortunately, because I don't have enough away credits to book it on my season ticket, somebody else is getting the credit. So I have to go into a ballot and hope that uh, I get a ticket. There's 32,500, I think, as we've been allocated. 30, 32,200, just over 32,000 tickets we've been allocated. So I'm, I'm quite hopeful that we will, uh, I will get a ticket. I think our season ticket um, uh, database is somewhere around 36,000, 37,000. So there'll be some people who won't go and some people who will go uh, for, like, you know, personal reasons or whatever. Manny, you go in, you're in I London. Wish. I wish I could go. I mean, firstly, I'm, I'm upset for the people who went to every single game from the start of the Carabao Cup campaign and they may not be able to go to the final. I think that's unfair. I really do. Well, I, w- I went and saw um, I saw Doncaster Rovers. <laughs> I, s- I saw the West Ham game. Jesus, I lost time out of my awesome. life at the West Ham awesome game. Fucking hell. Yeah. And for circumstances we went into earlier, I couldn't get to, but I would have been at the Chelsea game. I went Chelsea. I've actually gone to, bar the home Chelsea game, I've been to every round of the Carabao Cup that we're in. Uh, And yeah, you know, it's the fourth... the fourth trophy that uh, you'd want to win. Uh, maybe maybe it's probably second on our list uh, this season, but yeah, no, I, I, they, they've got to change something about the uh, it, the away memberships. They've got to, they've got to acknowledge home attendance as well as away attendance. Like the guys who do away, it costs money, you know, it costs time, relationships, everything else, you know. Uh, you've got people who are up and down the motorways. So. Given that it's a, a final, what are the, I guess, the ticket prices like? Are they significantly higher than, for example, what would have been the face value of the tickets for the Chelsea match in the Caribbean? They're Wembley price tickets, so the cheapest price is forty pounds for a um, a lower tier um, ticket, and I think they got up to about a hundred, just over a hundred pounds. Uh, but that's in the Arsenal end. Then you got corporate tickets and everything else. So the similar price as the FA Cup. They're they're not subsidised like the tickets at the like you paid way over the odds, but. Um, <laughs> 
I paid £25 plus uh, uh, some postage for my Chelsea ticket um, at Stamford Bridge. Uh, but the equivalent game at the Arsenal was £10 plus booking fees, so £11-£12. Um, but the, 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 the League Cup final tickets are, are similar price to what the FA Cup final tickets are. Wembley wants to pay for itself and so on. Listen, it should be a good day out. Um, if I get a ticket, I'm booking the Monday off um, <laughs> because I think I might need it after the FA Cup final last year. Oh, the FA Cup final. I, I, Manny will have seen some of the uh, posts on the fans forum, but and you, you, uh, it was nuts. I would, it, it ended up being myself, um, Danny Wilkins, Scott Wise, um, Rodney, um, or Roddy, sorry, Roddy, Billy Young, James T from Australia. You'd like it, James uh, Manny. He's another oh, Australian. I don't know what you're thinking about Australians. Yeah, so there was, there, 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 we, it was nuts. You couldn't get a beer in a pub. The pubs were nuts. But the good thing is we're in the west side, so it would be the Green Man pub normally. And I went to the Green Man pub for the Wigan semi-final, and it was four or 5,000 people. It was beer garden, May, hot, sunny day. Um, and there was smoke bombs. There was flares. The Arsenal away boys were there. Uh, it was it was a nuts. And that was probably... Uh, that was my first trip to Wembley and I went with some friends of mine. I went with Luke Wilkins and his brother and his dad, Gary. Um, and I know some of them listen to this. Um, and we, we had a nuts day. Luke had his, uh, his face, uh, his face with face paint on and his hair was sprayed red. Uh, he looked like, he, he looked like a, a little Freddie Lumberg. So we've got a game coming up tonight. Uh, we're less than nearly an hour away from kickoff, which actually we should have team news coming up soon. So before team news pops up in literally about six minutes, what do you reckon on squad selection? I'll, uh, I'll go first on this one. So I think uh, in terms of squad selection, I don't, I don't foresee too many changes from what we featured against Chelsea. I think I would, be surprised if Mkhitaryan doesn't come in for Iwobi. I think the front three will likely be uh, Lacazette, Ozil, and Mkhitaryan. I would say in the midfield, we probably will go with El Elneny um, and Wilshire and Shaka, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see Ramsey come back in uh, and then most likely the sacrificed one is probably going to be Elneny. Um, but I'm uncertain about that one. But it seems like Wenger has a passion for Aaron Ramsey. So seeing that he's fit, I'd be very surprised if he didn't come into the squad. And just last point on that, uh, I did see on social media that Giroud is with the team. He traveled. I've seen photos la, of him at the la, Liberty Stadium. So la, any rumors please, please. <laughs> Like seriously, Manny, what do you think about the what do you think about the lineup for today? Um, I think it's going to be the same team that played against Chelsea. Well, bar Spina, I think Czech's going to come back in. But apart from that, I think all the alpha players will be the same. If it's not broke, please don't try to fix it, Arson, because you, you're terrible. You don't think Mkhitaryan will feature? No, I think he's going to come off the bench. I think that's 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 what Wenger does. I think he's going to come off the bench like the probably seventieth minute. <laughs> uh, maybe. 
maybe not. I, th- I think he'd probably feature ahead of a Wobi, and maybe he gets hauled off at 70 minutes if we're winning. Um, and then he gets a round of applause. Uh, if it was a home game, uh, he might, you might be right. And they bring him on later. So he get acknowledgement for the, the, the marquee signing. Um, with your comment, Mike, about Rambo versus El Nenny, that could be a substitution. He might start off with El Nenny. And mind you, Swansea are pretty poor. Um, so they might go more attack. So where do you play Jack? Well, the thing is, I mean, Swansea could be poor, but uh, Carvajal's got them a little bit more organized than maybe they have been in the past. Uh, they're going to be a team that's going to be difficult to break down. We've had good success against them uh, away at the Liberty Stadium. I mean, I think our last five away matches against them, we've won four, lost one. Uh, in 2014, I believe we lost two to one against them. The last two two matches there in 2017, uh, we won 4-0, and then we won 3-0 in 2015. So, uh, but I think that it, although all signs point to, you know, Swansea's what they're last in the league. Yeah, they're they're tied for last place in the league. All signs point to, you know, maybe a, a confident performance. But these are these are those matches that. Uh, sometimes we get surprised and come away with a frustrating result. So I think Arsenal does, I think we have more than enough to come away with the win. I think that uh, the confidence is on our side, but I also think, or I know that, you know, there's Swansea has nothing to lose here, right? They're, they're bottom of the table. They got a new manager and they're a little bit more organized. Everyone's expecting them to lose. So throw caution to the wind. They have nothing to lose here. So in terms of that midfield three though, I I prefer El Nenny because he gives us a little bit more defensive stability. Agreed. But I just it seems like if Ramsey's fit, Wenger always figures out a way to get him in there. Maybe not so much this season, but in seasons past, he would play him out on the wing. He would play him in the middle, and he's not a player to play out on the wing. So it seems like maybe he's kind of letting off that a little bit this year. If he kept it the same way, barring uh, you know check coming into the team. And Mkhitaryan coming in, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be unhappy, but I'd be very surprised if Ramsey doesn't come into that 11 um, with Shaka playing a deeper role. I, th- I, th- I think, Ram- I think Ram- Ramsey will appear probably later in the half. Um, depends how fit he is. So I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I don't want to see Ramsey in the team at all. Like, I can't stand a guy. I cannot stand him. I you f- want him to leave with Wenger? I, I, I can't stand the kid. I really cannot. You know, I, I think that, you know, when we were talking about, you know, Sanchez and he wouldn't give the ball, I think that Ramsey is the level below that. I think he's selfish. I think he always goes for the glory. I can't stand him. Every single time you see him running towards the buck with his stupid hands up. I can't stand the guy. He did have an issue with Sanchez. He also had an issue with Van Persie. He seems to have um, uh, beefs with um, with some, some of the, the big famous forward sort of thing. Famous Van Persie. Hey, the kid's an idiot. He, he's a bloody idiot. I can't stand him. I got, I got a lineup. Hold on. Hold on. I got a lineup update for you guys. We got Peter Cech. Bellerin, Mustafi, Kosciani, Monreal, Alneni, Shaka, Ramsey, Iwobi, Ozil, Lacazette. Jack Wilshere's not even on the bench. Okay. So Rambo has taken Jack's spot. Was there 
wasn't there a talk about he had picked up a knock, Jack? He had got the shit kicked out of him a few times over the last few weeks. An arrest might do him well. Uh, And the last thing you need is him getting injured. I think he needs to have a good run. Is he on the bench? No, he's not on the bench. On the bench, we got Ospina, Chambers, Kalasinak, Maitland-Niles, Mkhitaryan, Enketia, and Giroud. Jesus, Eddie and Maitland-Niles ahead of Jack. He He must have a niggle. And that's yeah, all I can I saw, think of. I saw mention of it during the week, but I wasn't sure how serious it was. But maybe it just might be a precautionary uh, rest. Swansea does Swansea does worry me a little bit. Um, the last time I was in Boston was uh, Swansea away, and it was two one. Do you remember that pissing down Sunday kickoff? Remember yep. I, we we talked about it before my two dos a keys for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Manny, what's your prediction for the match today? Ooh, um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. We can't defend, so we're going to concede a stupid goal. We had 2-1 win. All right, 2-1. So he, I, I said 2-0. Fergus was 3-0. Manny's going with 2-1. All right. At least we're all voting for a victory. Uh, you never vote for uh, – the, the worst you'll get out of me is vote for a draw, or otherwise I'll say I'm just not watching the game. So, you <laughs> softy. Listen, Dave Jenkins mentions this on um, a few different uh, groups, including uh, the fans forum. How can you wish for Arsenal to lose a game? How can you go thinking you lose? You've got to go. There's no point in turning up or turning on your TV set if you think we're going to lose. You've got to, you've got to have faith that we're going to win, even again, even even against. I don't know, Barcelona, Real Madrid combined. Oh, Fergus, don't give me, don't give me none of that BS, all right? Sometimes just be honest, <laughs> all right? Just be honest. It's not wishing the, the team to lose. You're just being honest. You know, you're going to call it for me. No, it, it's, it's called... It's- Manny, it's called supporting your team. You can support, you support the team, team, but if you think that we're going to lose, that doesn't make you as a supporter. You just think we're going to lose the game. That's but it. You can, you can say no... You can say, no, I'm really worried about this. Listen, I said it before the Chelsea game on, on, on prediction prediction time before, um, the Chelsea uh, League Cup final. And I'll say this ahead of the, uh, sorry, the, the Chelsea FA Cup final. Um, the I'll say this ahead of the Man City League Cup final. Uh, I think it's going to be an extremely difficult game. I think we'll have to try really hard to win, but I'll still predict. No, you're soft. That's Arsenal it, you're soft. <laughs> Oh, fucking hard, man. Hard. I'm going to have no 50-pound notes behind my badge. I think Manny has it right there. I mean, I think there's a, uh, a difference between uh, the realistic expectation of, you know, do I think they're going to lose? They have a potential of losing. I want them to win, but I think they could potentially lose here. Do I want them to lose? No, but – if I'm being realistic, maybe they have more probability of losing than they do of winning. So I kind of get what Manny's saying. Sorry, Fergus. <laughs> no, I, it, it, honestly, I, I get it too. I, I do get it. But I just cannot go public either in text or on here and say, oh, I think we're going to lose. We're going to win. We are. I'm, I'm looking at a picture here, 30 38 gun salute and it's 2003-2004 we are invincible uh, and it's on the wall of my my office and I th- go into every season thinking we're going to win 38 games oh my God. and that's what I want is that after having a, a case of <laughs> adult beverages or before 
but on the Ribena again, am I? Oh, listen, it's, it's, it's good to be optimistic, but sometimes oh. you have to be a realist. And the, being a realist doesn't mean that you support the team less. You just have an opinion. Okay, so if you think we're going to go to a game and we, we might not tie up and we might lose, that's fine. It doesn't make you less of a supporter. You're just being real. Fergus is just being soft. I love it. Manny bringing new views to the podcast. I love it. You're bitch slapping me. <laughs> yeah, you deserve just, it. Right. Just an update on Jack Wilshire. Uh, John Cross reported that he was sick. Okay. So he might be leaving in the transfer window, which is... <laughs> Which, which is a perfect seg- segue into. Um, let's let's look at first of all um, Olivier Giroud to Chelsea. They're talking about uh, two options. Well, it, it, they want him to be the make piece for the uh, Obama Yang. Ooh, I done it. The Obama Yang um, twice uh, move. Um, but his wife wants to stay in London. Can't blame her. Um, but Giroud to Chelsea, and there's two offers on the. Uh, there's two offers in the uh, discussion, which is Giroud for cash, a 31, 35 million, or Giroud plus, uh, at 15 million plus David Louise. Who wants David Louise? Fuck no, 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 no. no. So Manny, you, you're not keen then, no? Fuck no, I'm not keen. No, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Def no. No, 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 no. I don't even want to sell to Chelsea. Okay, I don't even want to sell to Chelsea. Fuck Chelsea. Fuck everything they represent. Fuck them. I love that. Fuck them. I love that. I agree 100%. It's not about David Luiz coming in. It's selling to fucking Chelsea. We, we've already sold to fucking Man United. Why should we be selling to another rival? Olivia Giroud is a good plan B on the bench. He is a good striker, but we've got better strikers there. Lacazette, if given half a fucking chance, um, could maybe get confidence before Wenger rinses it all out of him. Um uh, Aubameyang when he comes in uh, with Mkhitaryan and Ozil in theory on paper they should rip this shit up but um, selling to Chelsea a decent decent target man which they're dying for because they've got Morata and his pants is it's just a big mistake yeah I mean just my two cents on that I used to <laughs> Uh, as you know, I'm a Benfica supporter. So David, Lu- David Luiz came over from Brazil and he was at Benfica at a young age, uh, made his way into the squad. And he established himself as you know one of the best center backs in Portugal uh, and then made his way over to Chelsea. Uh, I, don't, I don't hate him. He's definitely changed as a player uh, since he left Benfica. He's more, advent- more adventurous nice uh, on the ball. He's kind of... Switched in between roles. He was a defensive midfielder for a little bit, center back. Uh, I think he gives he would give us a different option, uh, different style of player. But I agree with Manny and you as well. I don't I don't like the idea of selling to a rival, especially uh, Chelsea after we just made business with uh, Manchester United. And I, I'm a big fan of Giroud. Uh, he gives us a different option we don't have a target man uh, at the moment he's been loyal to the club uh, he's a professional you know a lot of players in his position he's the France number one and he's not our number one uh, recently so some players in his shoes would have caused an uproar and forced their way out and he didn't so no 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 I think he's been a good servant to the club um, the other talk is to talk about uh, Johnny Evans um, 
we touched on it last week uh, about Johnny Evans. Uh, n- good player, um, professional, uh, 29-year-old, uh, Premier League experience. Manny, what's your thoughts? Is he better than what we have at the moment? That's a question to you both. Is he better than what we have? I'd say yes, in the sense of... Um, the option with Permatsaka who's on the on his way out and uh, Kolchelny whose Achilles are all over the place he may add some uh, knowledge to some of the young holding and uh, chambers and he may gel better with um, with Mustafi we need centre halves uh, and we need centre halves with experience we're obviously not um, allowing uh, Chambers to break his way through even though he done a year at Borough and done reasonably okay yeah they got relegated but it's not all his fault Um, Mike what do you reckon? I I, I'm not I mean he's not better than Mustafi he's not better than Cassiani um the only thing that I think – I mean, he's a better player than uh, Holding and Chambers. I'm not really big on Chambers, to be honest. But he's also older than them. So, you know, he's he's kind of been around the block a little bit longer than those two have been. I think the real only significant advantage that he has over the two is his experience. And does that warrant bringing him in? I mean, experience – I mean, look at Per Mertesacker, right? Obviously, he's kind of at the end of his career, but he's experienced. But at this point in his career, he hurts us more than he helps us. And obviously, Johnny Evans isn't the same scenario. He's a lot younger. Uh, he's also playing in a side where West Brom, where he's probably going to be f- – He's going to be more engaged more often throughout the match than maybe he would be at Arsenal where you know we're going to possess the ball a little bit more. Maybe he won't be under so much pressure. And that's a question I always ask myself is you know, even for, you know, for a goalkeeper, for example, right? you're playing for a lower-level side where you're facing shots continuously. You're always engaged in the match. And then you go to a side where you know, maybe you only face one or two shots a match. Are you going to be able to stay engaged for that entire time? And, you know, what was the reason for Manchester United to let him go, right? If they saw some sort of potential in him, why did they let him go? Um, I don't I don't like the move, to be honest with you. I'd prefer not to go for him. I saw rumors today that we were potentially after Manolas. Um, I believe he's at Roma now. But if we're going to go with experience, I'd rather someone different yeah, than I Johnny agree. Evans. I agree. I think my issue with it is it, it just seems like we're going for – a short-term solution as opposed to the long-term. I mean, maybe Johnny Evans can come in and do a job. Okay, good, fantastic. But then what? Then what happens? What happens to Holden? What happens to Chambers? I don't like the move either. I, I, I really don't. I'm not a fan of Johnny Evans. Yeah, I, no. No, I think we can do better than that. You know, I know he's got Premier League experience and what, but we can do better. I, I, no, I'm not fan. I'd, I'd take him at the minute because I think we need to shore up our defence. Um, lastly, on the transfer window, um, Obama Yang at the Arsenal for a medical. Um, myself, personally, I think... Uh, I, I, I don't watch much... Uh, I, I watch Champions League football when Arsenal are in it. I don't watch very much uh, European football. Um, I do watch some German football, but it's uh, normally Dynamo Dresden um, when it's occasionally on BT Sports. Um 
problem kids. That's my only issue uh, with him. I think uh, it's good to have a character. Um, he's an out-and-out striker. He's worked great with Mkhitaryan in the past. Uh, Mkhitaryan I'm pleased with because I think we were linked with him and we, we could have bought him before he signed for Man United before. M- Mike, you do you watch loads of um, European football. We also have got seven o'clock, so we've got... Uh, 20 minutes, I suppose, before we need to wrap this 20, 20, 25 minutes to wrap it up. I don't know how you guys are for time. I'm okay. But Mike, go on. You give us your, your thoughts on um, on uh, Aubameyang. Yeah, I mean, I, I watch a fair amount of football. Um, maybe not to my missus liking, but um, I... I follow uh, various leagues across Europe, and uh, I've I've seen a lot of Aubameyang, not just in the Champions League, but uh, the Bundesliga is, is broadcast here occasionally on uh, Fox Sports, so get to keep an eye on that as well, and just across um, social media as well, uh, I keep track of it. So the type of player that he is, and I'm, I made a comment about this the other day, if you look at the style of player that he is, he's a tall, strong on the ball, quick. His first his turn of pace is incredible. He's able to run at a significant amount of pace with the ball at his feet in control. Uh, to be honest with you, his style of play reminds me a lot, and I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna say it, but it reminds me a lot of Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry, that's just the style of play that he is. If you watch him closely, I'm not saying that he's the same player. I'm not saying that he's anywhere near the same level. But we haven't had a – can you think back, when have we had a striker that has been able to pick up the ball deep – you know, in our final third and run at defenders. Theo Walcott. Yeah, fuck Theo Walcott. Um, we have oh, run, run at defenders is fine, but actually haven't finished product. And Correct. Not and, but I mean, yeah, he has an eye for goal. I saw on Sky Sports the other day, he, in, a, in his previous 117 matches, he scored something like 103 goals, which is more than Aguero, more than Harry Kane. Obviously, it's a different league, right? But this guy's proven that he can score goals. He's averaging something like a goal every uh, 92 minutes or 94 minutes or something of that nature. So again, if just really keep a close eye on, hopefully the deal is, is going to actually happen. I saw that he, he arrived at London colony today, uh, but really take a close look at him though. His build, his style of play, his demeanor on the ball, off the ball. It reminds me, I mean, Thierry Henry is my idol Uh, for me to say that, um, is is hard but he reminds me a lot of the way his style Why is it hard? reminds me of, just because i don't want to compare him to anyone right Henri is Henri, and he he brought us a lot of great moments and i don't think i don't like to compare him to anyone because he was his own player and and just he he was very unique in a certain way he did things but just the way obama yang plays reminds me a lot of him and hopefully Ob- if he does obama sign, yang is meant to be um Meant to be faster than Hussein Bolt, isn't he? I have no idea, but we'll find out. <laughs> That's he, he, he's got he's got this A symbol for Obama Yang, but with a, a bolt on the end of it, and over thirty over a certain distance. Oh, do you do you know the the stat? Manny? No, I don't. But apparently, over thirty years, he's meant to be quicker than Usain Bolt or something like that, which is impressive, but. 
whatever. Do you reckon they'll catch him on VAR? Do you reckon they'll be able to see him if he's uh, offside on VAR? <laughs> of course, of course they'll be able to catch him. But I think my issue with the signing is this. If you're going to get a striker of his caliber, you've got to play to his strengths. You have to, which is you got to cross the ball, you got to play balls in behind. And Arsenal, the way we play is sideways. We get into crossing positions. We pass it back. We pass it across the box with somebody like him who is notorious for tapping his movement is really good you've got to put his strings so it's all well and good Mkhitaryan Mkhitaryan should exactly, be good for that exactly but I'm looking at the we have sitting on the bench you know and he has this habit of making people play a certain way which is that sideways and that you know pass it back and let's try to walk the ball in but for somebody of Aubameyang's caliber and his quality you've got to play to his strengths otherwise there's no point and with him being a problem child we've dealt with Wenger for over 20 years but we won't have a problem dealing with this guy <laughs> yeah I think we have to play to his strengths um, I'm curious so I guess I got a question for you guys off the back of this if Aubameyang signs and we'll start with Fergus first uh where do you? How do you see us lining up? And I, I've had discussion with a couple of friends of mine who are in that group chat, and and I've I've refrained from engaging in conversation with them about Arsenal so far this year. But you know, they were like, "Oh, where's Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang? Like, is that where are they all going to fit into it?" And I have an, an idea of it, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. So, Fergus, what what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Can you fit them all in one lineup is what I'm asking you. All four. Yep. We talked about this a little bit last week about um, Ham and Lomo and uh, various yep. uh, other bits and pieces. I think we really struggle because we've got too many players of similar elk. Uh, these, like, Obama Yang is meant to be an out-and-out centre-forward, a goal scorer, shove him up front, uh, top of the arrow. Um but so is Lacazette. So we spent 50-odd million Lacazette. Why? What's the point? Um, do you put Aubameyang out on either wing? I, I Honestly, again, I, I revert back to saying about the amount of European football. I, don't, I, I haven't got an, enough knowledge to uh, probably comment on that. I... I I would say uh, I would probably put uh, Aubameyang, Lacazette in the middle, uh, Ozil behind the striker. Um, yeah, I, I'd struggle. Manny, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit um, with this one as well. I mean, at first I was like, okay, you can play Aubameyang and, and Lacazette together. But uh, I don't know. I may have to, I, I need to sit on the, Sorry, Manny, the only, the only option that you can think of is 4 no. 4 2. Well, uh, that's, it's all in good, you know, talking about it and then speculating, but will Wenger do that? I have a feeling to shove one of the two Aubameyang or Lacazette out on the left wing. That's what I think. Yeah, just to close that one off, I, I, I would personally play a 4-3-3 with them in it. Uh, I think in home fixtures against opposition that are going to sit deeper, it, it may work better. I think going away in certain fixtures, maybe we pull one of them out. But I think you can make it work. If you play a front three of – and listen, Obama Yang started his career – 
uh, on the wing. Uh, when he was playing in the French League, he was playing out wide. Uh, Henri did it. Uh, Lacazette was able to do it in a front three at Lyon. So I think the advantage of that is, is say you play a front three with Aubameyang spearheading it in the middle. You got Lacazette and uh, Mkhitaryan on either side. Uh, between the three of them, they can interchange. Uh, more so Lacazette and, and Aubameyang. Uh, you know, Aubameyang can kind of stray off to the wing, uh, use his pace to get in behind, kind of drag defenders in and out. But between the three of them, they all have pace. They all, they all have a capability of scoring goals. That can kind of uh, confuse the defenders in, in some way. And then with the three in the middle, you can play Ozil in, a, in the tip of the triangle um, with two guys behind him. This is where the the, the, I guess the confusion or the concern comes in, who do you play behind Ozil? Uh, do you play Shaka and Jack? Do you play Ramsey? Do you play Elneny? And that's a decision for the manager. But I think with the 4-3-3, with that triangle in the middle, gives us a little bit of stability behind Ozil and allows him to pull those strings. And with that front three, you're going to attract all sorts of attention giving Ozil a little bit more space. I don't like Ozil playing out wide. He's not. He doesn't have the pace. I prefer him. Yeah, and I think his he needs to be able to kind of just wander around the pitch. And I think him playing behind that front three will give him that freedom given the pace that we have in that front three. Those guys can get in behind you. They can drop deep. They can take it at you. So there's a lot of flexibility there. Obviously, um, Aubameyang of the three is probably the, the more of a target man um, than Mkhitaryan and, and Lacazette. But I think, like I said, in fixtures at home – I think that'll work, having all four of them on the pitch. Certain fixtures away, maybe we pull one of them off. Maybe we pull, um, you know, Mkhitaryan off. Or, or, or. You, you, need to, you need to use a different phrase in, in the UK. That's not a good phrase. <laughs> or take, take one of them out of the starting 11, if that makes you feel better. Um, uh, that is but I think there's, I mean, there's a lot to be said about it. There's there's possibilities and different ways that we can make it work. I don't think Arsene Wenger is going to go to a 4-4-2. He hasn't done it in quite some time. But like Manny said – we don't. We can speculate. We can argue. We can discuss it. But at the end of the day, we know Arsene Wenger likes to uh, surprise us sometimes. So who knows what the hell will he happen? He does indeed. <laughs> he does indeed. Listen, um, I don't know how much you saw over there. I, I, I only saw matches a day. I didn't see the the, the game live. Um, but uh, VAR was used to huge extent in the Liverpool. Was it Liverpool West Brom or West Brom Liverpool? I think it was Liverpool versus West, yeah, Liverpool versus West Brom yep. game. I thought of the three decisions. Whether well, I think there was six calls on VAR. I thought it it worked in the sense that the right decision was given. Um, it didn't work in the sense that why did you have to walk to a screen? That's what the guy in his ear is about. No signal given to uh, uh, the crowd of what's happening. It's just hold his ear like he's on Star Trek or something like that. Um, and the, I also feel that if they're using VAR, it should, maybe not very initially, but once they've made the decision, it should be shown on the big screens, or the jumbotrons, as they were called years ago. Should It should be shown on the big screens in, in the ground. What did you guys think of, um, one, the, how VAR was used? Uh, did you agree with the decisions? And uh, how would you... Not necessarily change it, but how would you update uh, it from how it is to uh, to the way it is now? Manny, go ahead first. 
So I haven't had the opportunity to watch a match where VAR was used. So I, like you, I only saw the highlights of the Liverpool game. So, but with the way it's being used at the moment, so by my understanding, VAR is used for goals, penalty decisions, red card decisions, and mistaken identity. In other words, the Michael Oliver, um, the Michael Oliver idiot. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> a moron. But, so first of all, I think the three main decisions in the game, which was, you know, the disallowed goal and the penalty and the third West Brom goal, those are all correct, in my opinion. Um, the way it's been used, the reason why he goes to the screen in the first place. So he's heard in his ear that there's been an infringement and he's not sure of what the infringement is. So he goes over to the screen to do an on-field review. That's why he goes to the screen in the first place. And then when he but sh- surely that is what the guy in the hotel or wherever they, the building near Heathrow is 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 meant to be doing. <laughs> so, because the guy in the hotel, we just said the, the, the guy at Heathrow, uh, he obviously can't call call it correctly, and he's unsure. He said it's your. It's obviously your call. Like there was minimal contact on I think it was Salah but he went down like a sack of shit but he was pulled back and he over he deserved an Oscar in the end for his over exaggeration of uh, the movement he made to go down but it still was a foul and there was talk on Talk Sport or Five Live, I can't remember which, or, or one of the sports channels talking about that more and more if this comes into the league, more and more um over-exaggerated, be it, call it simulation or whatever, but over-exaggerated movements are going to happen because they know they're going to go to VAR. See, now this is where DFA have to come in and make the rules and how we're going to use VAR clear to every Premier League team. Because at the moment, it's a little bit all over the place because I'm still trying to figure it out. Now they need to make it clear how VAR is going to be used and what's, you know, what the rules are for the referees and the players and things like that. They need to make it clear because like you say, even though there was minimal contact, it was a penalty. He tugged them and it was a penalty, simple as that. But I do agree when you're saying that, you know, there's be more theatrical and more people going down and things like that. But I think VAR is necessary. It is. Because we cannot keep sitting here complaining about decisions and complaining about, oh, the referees need help. It's here now. Yeah, I think we need to... I think it, it's definitely needed. Uh, it'll give an extra set of eyes to the to the officials who, I mean, let's be honest, they're they're on the pitch, they're in hostile environments, they're trying to make split decisions, and we're sitting back on our sofas watching TVs and replays and watching it in slow motion. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it makes it it's it's easier for us, right? Because there's no pressure on us. There's not you know a fifty sixty thousand stadium. Uh, capacity stadium of, of supporters yelling at you and making hand gestures and throwing alcohol or pizza at you or whatever you want to say. But uh, I think we need to use it and it's going to be beneficial. But I, I just have two notes to make on it. Uh, one, I don't understand the, the concept of, okay, we need to re- we need to check with, with VAR and see what the decision is, right? VAR takes a look at it and then they're unable to decide and then they tell the match official oh you got to go over and take a look at the camera so if the guys that are sitting in a room are looking at multiple 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 replays aren't able to make the decision hundred 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 why the hell are you giving the decision back to the official on the field if who couldn't call it in the first place 
Correct. If VAR can't make the decision if, while they're sitting in a, a closed room with monitors all over the place with various replays, no pressure on them to make a decision. If they can't get the decision right or they can't overturn it, then leave it as is. Okay? Don't go Correct. back on it. Don't revisit it. That's what pisses me off is if these guys can't figure it out, why the hell are you putting it back on the official to go back and, and look at the monitor? That's one. And the other thing is the FA has to figure this out. I mean I don't get the point of why is it – to me it's, a dis, it's, it's unfair why Liverpool and West Brom in this case were – got the advantage of having VAR – in their match, right? Why do they get to benefit from decisions being replayed and reviewed in their FA Cup match, but everyone else in that round doesn't, right? Either you do it for everyone in that round or you don't do it for anyone, right? Or if you're going to test it, do it in a friendly match or do it in a final, right? Where only those two teams are getting the advantage of it. Why the hell should they pick and choose who's going to get the advantage? Because again, VAR is there to, to help and get the right decisions. So, why should you know two championship teams that are in the FA Cup in that round not get the advantage of replays, but these two teams do? It just doesn't make any sense and, to me. And the other thing as well, Jurgen Klopp uh, mentioned um, about added time, and there's a bit that you may or may not be aware of uh, a little bit of shit that's going on over here, um, that Jurgen Klopp reckoned that there was 10 minutes of um, added time in the f- first or second again not watching the game live because it's Liverpool and who the fuck wants to watch Liverpool um, and even even more so if they're playing West Brom uh, with Alan Pardew in, sh- in charge you'd only want to shag your wife or something like that but um, <laughs> uh, he said there should have been 10 minutes added on at half time but um, the TV companies said he reported to say that it was instructed it was only four minutes added on because the TV companies, um, they obviously got a schedule for the amount of time they've got and they'll cut down their punditry slightly on the basis of uh, who's going to, you know, who's going to talk. But because there were going to be 10 minutes in the first half, they're going, Jesus. So th- th- there's there's a lot of stuff to be worked out. A lot of stuff to be worked out. It, in in the main, though, I, I I take on exactly what you you both said. But I think in the main, it it got the right decisions. It worked. Uh, why was it in one game and not the other? It's in trial, so it's almost a little bit unfair on Liverpool over West Brom. But hey, Liverpool are you know they lost. <laughs> so that's. That, that that's okay by me, um, but uh, yeah, the, the uh, I think they just need to iron out the creases and look at better ways of using it, man. Better ways of using it. So, um, Manny, did you uh, are you joining our game tonight? Are you joining the five word game? Oh yeah, I enjoyed it from the last two podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got my five. All right. And have you got your yes, five words? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. Okay, so myself and Mike had a, a little bit of a chat um, beforehand while you were joining us to um, say how we were going to do okay. this. Um, and we thought what we'd do is uh, per, I go first and I ask, say, you or Mike. But we, we can choose whatever. What, 
uh, you ask one person, they respond. That person asks the other person. So we only ask the the one five ta- uh, the five words once, but not everyone gets a chance to respond unless it really winds you up. And so let's I've do, known me. I'll... So we'll go. Manny will ask Fergus. Fergus will ask oh, me, and I will ask Manny. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. So Manny, Manny, okay. Manny's going first. All then. Right. Yep. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Something's gonna go down. <laughs> First word for you, Fergus. Senderos. Oh. <laughs> Better than Seagun. <laughs> okay. So fish and chips as work. Sorry, fish. Sir, fish and chips, Keswick. Oh. Disrespectful wanker. Uh, I would have gone with the other word, but I can't use it. Yeah, um, I'll see bombs on here. Okay. Third word. <laughs> oh, actually, I did use one, didn't I? But that's cronky, it's allowed. Are you ready for this one? Dunno. This is what this this one was more Premier League, right? Vanisteroy. Horse face. <laughs> okay, now let's bring it back. Uh fourth word. Gilberto Silva El Nenny oh, sc- oh, you know what you know what let me, let me just pause right here let me just pause right here okay. <laughs> I've got let you let's back. just pause right here El Nenny is not Gilberto Silva Fergus stop saying that stop saying it okay <laughs> they are not alike just, just stop it just, just stop okay okay I, I, I see a similarity maybe not of the same quality, but a similarity. Um, uh, Gilberto Sil- Silva, swan. El Nenny, oh, you should be flogged for that, seriously. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, final word, <laughs> Gervinho. What the fuck was that head about? <laughs> that head was awesome. <laughs> and that's my final right. I enjoyed that. Fergus, you ask me, and then I'll ask Manny. Okay. You ready? Go. Donkey, Tony Adams. Oof. Uh, ungrateful. Ooh. 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 Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you even before you even say the, the other <laughs> words, you've got to explain yourself here, Mike. I just, I mean, he gave a lot to, to Arsenal, obviously. Um Arsene Wenger also helped contribute to some of that. And I just haven't been a fan of some of the nonsense that he said in the media. Uh, he's just come out and said some stupid things. And I mean, he having had an experience in a coaching position in Spain, he should now maybe see a different light. And uh, we all saw how well he did in Spain as a manager, which wasn't good. <laughs> um, so I'm just disappointed uh with uh, some of the things i've heard him say but i'm I, I mean i i do respect him as a player i think he was a great asset to the club he's obviously a legend of the club but i have to say that was the first thing that came to mind <laughs> okay that, that, that that's for a different podcast go ahead let, 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 let me try another one and uh you have to give you can't use the same reaction but i think you might <laughs> Paul Merson. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love this game. 
Uh, um, Paul Merson. Holy shit. Uh, unpredictable. Catastella. He, um, I mean, you watch him on Sky Sports and watching him do the predictions for the weekend is, it's, it's hilarious to see how all over the place. It seems like whatever he predicts, the opposite happens. He's a dummy. Okay. Uh, Giroud. Um. I'm going to say, first thing that comes to mind when you said Giroud, I'm going to say Scorpion Kick. Nice. Yes. The mm. Europa League. Uh, the League Cup of Europe. Yep. Which leads me straight on to the League Cup. <laughs> um, a, it's going to get fucking of, harder next week. A piece of silverware that's there to be won, but not the preferred one. The only thing Spurs nope. have won in about 20 odd years. <laughs> Spurs, oh, will fuck take, Spurs will take anything at this point. <laughs> they take Harry Kane. <laughs> they might set Go. up a, a friendly match between their reserves and their A team and winner gets some sort of title just so they can say they won something. Right. Uh, all right, Manny, you're next. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Let's do this it. should be fun. All right. This first one, I hated this guy. Danielson. Oh. Failure. <laughs> I hated him so much. Failure. Uh, I agree with that. Wasn't he Portuguese Second. or something? Whoa, 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 whoa. He's Brazilian. Completely <laughs> different. Don't do that. Speak Burgess, don't do that. <laughs> Burgess, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's like that's like calling an Irishman a Northern Irishman. <gasps> <gasps> Dep- dep- depends which side of the fence. <laughs> no, can, can we not go there? Yeah, yeah, that's for another day. Number two, Robert Perez. Oh, legend! I met the guy. Loved him. Loved oh, him. really? Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. He was Portuguese. Portuguese, yeah, and his, I think his dad was Portuguese. His mom was French. I wish he played for the Portuguese national team. Yeah, that was never gonna happen. <laughs> uh, next one, the final match at Highbury. Oh, mate! Oh, I got a picture on my wall. Oh, that was um, <laughs> painful. Yeah, it was painful. Yeah. yeah. Memor- memorable moment. Number four, Bakari Sanya. <sighs> Bakari Sanya. The best right back we've had since Lauren. Ooh, okay. And number five, Kanu. <laughs> oh, I've just oh had a moment. Oh, my God. Dude, what can I say about Kanu? Jesus Christ. Um... Chelsea. We beat the Chelsea with only canoe. Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Yaru. We beat the Chelsea with only yep. canoe. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. I like that. That was uh, that was my five. On that, that canoe when I was sitting in a car park outside Ikea, my wife was trying to drag me in and I was listening on the radio. It was pounding down with rain because you can see the rain um, all over the pitch. And you I'm know like, what? That's the only song I actually that, learned that to was, sing. That was nuts. That was nuts. I enjoyed that. That was really good. That was really good. Listen, guys, it's um, it's nearly 7.30 here in the UK, so it's uh, 15 minutes to kick off. Um so I think we need to try and wrap this wrap this thing up, as they say. Um, been really, 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 really enjoyable to have 
the three of us on actually i, I think it, it it worked um thoughts yeah it was good i enjoyed it you know what thank you guys for having me on here because i really enjoyed that i really did obviously i've been listening since the first episode so to be the first guest first of all i'm honored and secondly, no, the, the, the way you've been carrying on, you might be on it a little bit more often than you think. <laughs> we'll take this off. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do like the chemistry of having three people and different opinions and so on. So it may be depending on your work schedule and so on and, and everyone's work schedule. The, the, the difficulty that me and Mike have found um, is trying, because we've got the five-hour time difference between America and here, trying to find times within Mike's schedule at work, um, childminding, my work, and so on. It does it does make it a little bit more difficult, but uh, I'm I'm sure we can uh, we we can we can accommodate you more often than you think. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to. I mean, you you got the subdued version of myself, which is which is good, I'd say, for a first appearance on this. But you never know. Come back in a month. <laughs> So what's what's our next fixture after the Swansea game? It's the Everton game on Saturday, isn't yes, it? Yes, and I'll be seeing you. I'll be in the vicinity. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about on this podcast was the potential protest. Ah, yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah. Another day, I guess. Two p.m. outside the Marble Halls, isn't it? Yep, I'll be. I'm dragging my little brother down with me, so I'm going to be down there. Well, it's my birthday weekend because my birthday's on I know. Sunday. I know. Um, no. I'll buy so, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody knows it's it, it's it's like in it's in all the newspapers and everything else over yeah, here. So yeah, all, 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 all the year towards you getting your Zimmer frame. Not, <laughs> you cheeky fucker! <laughs> 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 like the beard may be grey, but you know, not all of it yeah, is. Whatever. But yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll be looking to to come down and to link up with you and get you a beer, you old fuck. <laughs> well, I need to now work on the wife to make sure that I get a gate pass to go down and just get... Oh, it's a 5.30 kickoff, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. <sighs> that really fucks it, because 5.30 means 7.30 the game finishes. I don't get home here, because I, I always go to the pub afterwards, because there's no point in queuing for 45 minutes to get on the tube. So, and you know what the tubes are like, Mike. Uh, so... <laughs> so Oh, it means 10, 11 o'clock at night and waking up with a hangover for my birthday. Man, will you stop Sam. lining up your excuses? Stop lining up your excuses. Go Sam. to the game, have a Sam. drink, have a good time and stop being so soft. You're, you're Irish, though. Uh, there's less Christ. of that um, slanderous talk here, you know. We'll have less of that. <laughs> All right, listen. Yeah, whatever, you soft I'll see you on Saturday, listen. mate. Thank you very, very much. Really enjoyed it. Mike, I'll let you uh, give the links for feedback. Yep. Join us on Facebook, uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On Twitter, Guns and Ribbons. Uh, you can reach us on uh, email, guns and yellow ribbon, or info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. And uh, be sure to leave us your comments, your thoughts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes podcasts. Leave us your reviews, uh, ratings, and uh, we will see you uh, next week. And hopefully Arsenal comes away with a victory tonight. Manny, thank you very much. Really enjoyed your company. Mike, as always, um, been great. We'll, uh, at least one of us, if not both of us, will speak in the next week. Uh, we should be on soon, um, probably Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. We'll probably do it uh, this day next week. Um, been really good.
Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you.